Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, you do a lot of recipe development and cooking at home. My question to you is, have you ever made something that was just an all-time epic fail? Where it's just like, I will never, ever cook this again because it was so miserable. It was, it just failed completely and it was so inedible. Have you ever made anything like that? Would you ever go back and try to tackle it again? That hasn't happened in a long time. I think it happened when I was younger, like when I was in college. I was trying to learn how to cook more Americanized food because, you know, I mean, I grew up in Hawaii. We don't really make a lot of, quote unquote, like American comfort food. I was trying to make like a tuna noodle casserole and I, I just couldn't get the concept behind it. And I have to say it was pretty disgusting. And I did eventually learn how to make it. I did go back. I feel like the first one I made was completely inedible. And that was probably the last time I made something that couldn't be eaten. So tuna noodle casserole, which Drew Barrymore just did a whole show about last week. I like Drew Barrymore, but have if you have you watched her show? No, I heard that she has a show, but I, I don't have time to don't. It's in the afternoon, so I just don't have it on the TV when I'm watching the show. Yeah, it's just not great. I, I like her a lot, but the <laughs> show is just too sticky sweet for me. Anyway, tuna noodle casserole, that's the one. I mean, that's the one. What about Why you? was it so hard to make? I think it was just hard to make when I was that age because that's not the type of cooking that I did. And, mm -hmm. you know, it seemed relatively simple to me, but like I didn't grow up learning how to cook from like a chef, you know, it's just mom's kitchen, right? If you ask me to make a teriyaki sauce, I can do that really easily. I don't need to measure anything. I know what goes into a teriyaki sauce. Like canned tuna, I mean, we pretty much just ate that on sandwiches in, in Hawaii. And like egg noodles, I, I, I didn't have a lot of experience with that. But it's trying to figure out how do you get that comfort food feel out of it. And I think over the years, I mean, I, I made it work, but it's definitely something I don't make in my house all the time now. <laughs> but I know how to make one. <laughs> I've never made a proper tuna casserole before. Back in college, by the way, I went to the University of Washington. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? But Tell I, me more. At the local grocery store that I would always go to, they would always have this one version of hamburger helper and next to it was one version of tuna helper. Mm -hmm. And I would always buy it because they are so easy. All you do is just yeah. throw in the mix and then just one pot and you just eat out of the pot like a college right. kid. And so mm -hmm. tuna helper would be the one that I would use. So I guess that would be my tuna casserole. Yeah. <laughs> the first ever I made. <laughs> so I would never I've never properly made one. Is broccoli goes in it, right? With with proper cheese and I don't know what yeah. kind of pasta would you use? Do you use like a what kind of pasta layer? Do you use do you use like a lasagna pasta layer or what do you use? I think it varies. Like I don't use broccoli, I use peas. I like the sweetness of the peas in it. Yeah, some know, people use peas. I've I've eaten it with I've had broccoli. It, I've had it with broccoli. And mm -hmm. I think the noodles are flexible too. I mean, noodles are just one of those things where I I think when I was younger, I also didn't understand how many different kinds of noodles they were because, you know, I mean, again, like the kind of cooking I was doing in Hawaii is like egg noodles and rice noodles and not all these different mm -hmm. shape textures and what they do. I've had to learn that over the years, too. So I, I think I like my tuna casserole with um, bow ties. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I associate tuna, because we were kind of a poor family 
back in the day mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it was always mac and cheese. And instead of some people would do hot dogs, but we put a can of tuna in there with the mac yeah. and cheese, with the Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah, and mac so and cheese. I love Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> I guess that's the first tuna casserole I've had ever had. Kraft mac and yeah. cheese and tuna. But I don't know if that counts. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great story, Monica. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 122 of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Hello, Monica. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, um, except, you know, I hurt my back somehow. I think I hurt it by lying down or sleeping too much or, you know, thinking about salads. (laughs) How about you? You guys, Monica broke her butt bone, if you didn't know. I don't know. I didn't even know a butt bone exists until Monica says she broke her butt bone. I don't, I, I have no idea. If someone can tell me where the human anatomy has a butt bone, please let me know. Because I always thought a butt was a muscle, Monica. You know, I can always count on you to reveal like the funniest information I share with you in private. I'll remember that, Nelson. I'll remember that. <laughs> my butt bone. Yeah, my butt bone hurts. <laughs> There's nothing to hide on this show. We, every, we, we put everything out on this show. There's nothing to hide. <laughs> We're just pulling back the curtains all the time, so don't worry about it. Take some Advil. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Monica, we do have a recap. You and I actually went out together, which was nice. I haven't mm-hmm. seen you in person for a, a while now, but it is hi- the, always the highlight of my week that I get to see other people other than my family, which is really nice. Totally. So it is nice to see you. It was the highlight of my week. I, I got to see you, Monica. I know you don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but Monica, think of the children. Think of the children, <laughs> Monica. Oh, you have man. to believe in New Year's resolutions. Come on. I don't believe in Santa Claus either because I'm not having that dude take credit for Christmas gifts that I buy. (laughs) Nope. Well, nonetheless, we all need to eat healthier and eat our greens and vegetables. And like Hulk Hogan says, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. (laughs) You Need a Burger has new items on the menu for you to eat healthier. They have new burgers, salads, and vegetarian options like the new basil crusted salmon sandwich with fennel salad, veggie burger with house-made veggie patty, boosted and Buddha salad bowls, and your choice of chicken or veggie patty. And they also have vegetarian chili, Monica. So next time you're mm-hmm. thinking about ordering some onion rings and maybe a blue cheeseburger, maybe think about getting a salmon sandwich with fennel salad with some vegetarian chili instead. That's definitely on my list. I tried out the veggie burger and the vegetarian chili. Both were very good. But yeah, that salmon sandwich is definitely on my list. I actually liked the veggie burger, Monica. They had a house-made veggie patty that came with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always surprised when people make veggie burgers that are actually delicious. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm, right. I don't know why. Maybe it's the PTSD where we used to eat Boca burgers all the time or whatever veggie patty burgers <laughs> that you buy from Trader Joe's that taste like cardboard. But this one yeah. was actually really good. It actually tasted like an actual burger, which was I am. I'm always right. surprised by that. It just knocks me off. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I was a vegetarian for two years. Uh, don't ask me why I just was. And I used to love. Who's the guy, the, Monica? Uh, who was the guy that you that, that made you turn into vegetarian? Oh, who was it? It's always a. It's always guys, a, it's always nope. a guy, Monica. Guys can't make me do no. anything. Nope. No. Guys cannot make you anything. I remember the guy that turned me into a vegetarian. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I used to always like the veggie burgers from. Um, it's a company in Portland, and they were the ones who made the garden burgers, and I used to really love them. Mm. So I'm always looking for a really good veggie 
veggie burger, even though y'all know that I like meat. I like a good veggie burger, and this one was good. Well, I need a New Year's resolution, Monica. Maybe I need to do more Meatless Mondays. I keep telling that, that (laughs) I should do more Meatless Mondays. I think it's been like three years now that I keep saying I should do more Meatless Mondays. And now I have an alternative. You need a burger. And You Need a Burger is available for takeaway orders via online. Monica, you've ordered online before. It's pretty easy when you order through You Need a Burger. Very easy. All right. You guys go check that out. Now, as for what are we eating, Monica... Let's start it out. Okay. East side. Or you want East me to side. start it out? <laughs> East side. <laughs> Would you like to start it out? I always seem to start it out. You go. Did you have an East side eat that you want to check out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can start it out. <laughs> are you giving me a sign? Are you moving to the East side, Monica? Or you just decided you wanted to go to the East side and didn't tell me that you're out in Bellevue? No, my, my summer house is on the East side. It's winter, Nelson. so no i'm not i don't don't come over to the east side in the winter (laughs) monica's so rich she she doesn't she has two homes but not in different states it's not even just in two different cities that's all Remember when you caught me on Yelp, like checking in to, to like all these Kirkland places, you're just like, did you buy a house in Kirkland? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I know. It's always surprising. Okay. So what are we eating? So Monday I stayed on the East side as we were, we've been alluding to. Went to Xiao Jie for some Sheng Jian Bao and Kung Fu tea. Man, that's a lot of words to say. Xiao Qi Jie, Sheng Jian Bao. Yeah, you know me. Anyway, there's some covered outdoor seating out in the patio just outside, Monica. So it's nice to grab a quick lunch out there. It was raining, so we had to pick the two tables that were somewhat dry. It's a little bit rainy, but it was okay. We made do. You know how much I love these Sheng Jian Bao, and you like them too. I do. I like them as well. I just haven't been there in a long time, but yeah. And I, I didn't know they had outdoor seating, so thanks for that. Yeah, it's a great way just to grab a quick lunch, less than 20 minutes and out there. It's, it's a good way. After that, I got some fresh bread at the new Bellevue location of 85C Bakery Cafe. Monica, are you a big fan when they say fresh bread? No. <laughs> I'm never there when they say fresh bread. Really? What do, when do you come? Yeah. Like at, when do you get there? Like at 8 p.m. or something like that? I don't know. I just never hear it. I mean, so yeah, I must be going the wrong times of day. I never go in the morning. They constantly make bread all day anyway. Okay. You know you know what? They're just like, no, they're just like, it's Monica, you guys. Don't say fresh bread. Just wait yeah. till she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. She's almost gone. She's almost done. <laughs> I've never heard them say that, for real. I've heard them say it, and then I look around, and I look at what they have, and I'm like, oh, this is so disappointing. This is not what I wanted. And it's like, <laughs> bring out some other bread. <laughs> right. Anyway, you guys can have all the sweets, all the fresh breads and the sweet breads, but give me all the spicy sausage, ham and cheese, spicy chicken and tuna buns, Monica. Tuna buns. I'm all about the spicy sausage and they've been out the last couple times I went. So still on the hunt, still on the hunt. Awesome. Taco Tuesday. Don't forget it's Taco Tuesday, guys. I've been craving fish tacos and I saw someone post this either on Facebook or Instagram. I can't remember, but there's a taco truck on 148th Avenue. It's called La Chingona Taqueria and they have Pescado Baja style tacos. I think there's a food truck in Seattle there with the same name too as well. Mm -hmm. Two signs this place is legit, Monica, for Mexican food. One, it has the name Taqueria. You all know (laughs) that in order to have good tacos, you have to have a place called 
Taqueria in the name. And two, it's an office complex with an insurance, chiropractic, and travel agent. So you know it's good, Monica. Yeah, sounds like something I need to add to my list. (laughs) Bookmarking it now. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's always a good sign when they just park their truck right in the middle of this complex of just right. a bunch of businesses. Yeah. They're just like travel agency, or maybe you need some insurance or something like that. Oh, you know what? I'll grab some tacos there too. Yeah, that's the yeah. perfect way to get it. Yeah, no, up by my house, they used to have a taco bus. It's over by uh, Nam, And yeah, mm-hmm. it was a taco bus. And it was kind of just parked in the corner of the parking lot away from the businesses in the strip mall. Kind of just sold tacos there. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, since we were at Unita Burger, of course, I had to pick up some bowls from Fremont Bowl to take home, Monica. They're just so close. I got an unagi don and a chirashi bowl for dinner. As I mentioned, the highlight of my day is seeing you, Monica. So we had to go spend more time with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, in the rain. Yes, yes in the yeah. rain, wearing masks. Hashtag yeah. wear a mask. It's getting soaked. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag wear a mask. I feel like we still need to tell people this. Maybe not Washington State, but I'm watching a lot of TV. And I saw a lot of people not wearing masks in Washington, D.C., the other Washington this week, Monica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. They're terrorists. So, I mean, (laughs) they've decided masks aren't a thing. (laughs) But no, I think I think people in Seattle have been pretty good for quite some time now. I feel I feel comfortable that a lot of people are wearing masks. I mean, sometimes I'll forget and just run across the street to my mailbox and I'll get like that stink eye and I'll be like, no, like I'm I'm 20 feet away from you. I'm running. I'm gone. But yeah, no. Minus Olympia, because there oh, tend yeah. to be some people that don't wear masks around there, similar yeah. to the people in Washington, D.C. But anyway, mm-hmm. we both had the same idea. So we wanted to head out to Spice Walla's newest location in Ballard. They just opened up. I grabbed a lamb kebab and paneer burgee rolls. Monica, I believe you got a mango lassi and a roll. Which one did you get? Mm-hmm. I got the lamb one. I've pretty much eaten the whole menu over the years since they've been open. So yeah, it's just pretty much whatever I prefer. And and we did get to uh, to have a little bit of their rice pudding as well. So that was that was really yummy and had some nice spices in it. Yeah, what was in that rice pudding, Monica? Was it like raisins or something? I can't remember. I can't put yeah, my finger on it. And probably some cardamom and just I mean mm-hmm. some some spices that probably not used to in other like rice puddings. Just gives yeah. you a real like Indian feel to it. I like their sides. I saw some fries out there on the side, too. I almost wanted to put that in my bag because they were just hanging out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) Next time. Next time. The chat's really good. I like the chat. Anyway, Monica and I, we want to congratulate Spice Walla for their second location and their grand opening. That's amazing, especially during this time that you're mm-hmm. able to open another location. That's wonderful. Since we were next door to Spice Walla, you and I decided to get some pink bee. I've been craving pink bee, Monica, because you always talk about it. <laughs> hey, I don't make it out to Ballard that much, you guys. I don't make it out that often, so I have to make it count. Yeah. So. I love their braised pork sandwich. We we love it. We talked about it before, but I wanted to try it with rice, mm-hmm. which is just as delicious. So the braised pork rice. Monica, I don't understand why the cashier gave you both our orders. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You could have just walked away with free food, leaving me with nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't help it if people recognize me, Nelson, or think that I have a trusting face or like think that I'm a nice person. I mean, you know, I mean, stuff like that happens all the time where it's just like, oh, Monica, here, here's some extra stuff or here, take this guy's food. What was that guy's name again? N- Nelson. That's right. Take Nelson's food. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> she waves you in to get your food and she gives you both our orders. I don't right. understand that. <laughs> right. Because we ordered separately. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I should have I should have just made everybody sweat and like as soon as I opened the door, like like ran. <laughs> See what would have happened. <laughs> no, but I go to Pink Bee a lot. And so it's really nice to have those two businesses next door to each other because, you know, I mean, pizza was okay, but they didn't serve brisket. So it's just like if I want barbecue, I want brisket. <laughs> Finally, uh, I told you guys, I don't go out to Ballard a lot. Monica peer pressured me into grabbing a lamb and beef euro from Mr. Euros. You made me do this, Monica. You made me spend extra in Ballard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I went to one, two, three, five places in Ballard all in an hour and a half span. Yeah, that's pretty much Ooh. my life. But you can blame me if you want, Nelson. But I saw that lovelorn look in your eyes. We would take a few steps. You would turn your head and look at Mr. Euros. You make a sad face. You turn and say, no, I have too much food. I'm just like, do you have too much food though? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you said. Do you have too much food? You hit my weakness. I do have a, I have a love, love relationship with Mr. Euros. <laughs> but and it's, I don't think it's any accident that you parked on that side of the street. And it's just like, you guys so yes you can blame me if you want nelson but everybody knows those puppy dog eyes were gonna go to mr euros whether i said anything or not i can't say no to a euro it's so hard it's so hard to say no anyway that's good i mean i i literally had food for three days in the fridge that's from everything yep that's the life living that life nelson that healthy eats <laughs> well it just helps me not ruin tuna casserole that's right, that's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> me too <laughs> ditto <laughs> okay so what happened this week for you i visited panda express it's it's a guilty pleasure gotta admit uh orange chicken that's my comfort food and you know it turns out i needed to be comforted a lot this week so actually what i didn't show in my stories is i went there twice for orange chicken this week i just it just i don't know it makes me feel like home and, and so nobody else makes it the way they do so that was my takeout for the week uh, no actually it's not true i took out a lot more um, it is but... so funny that <laughs> so many people love going to panda express right? <laughs> guilty pleasure comfort food guilty pleasure comfort food it just yeah I'm always team Safeway China Express. No. So I, I've tried Panda Express and, and it, I think it's delicious. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. But I think I just did it once and I'm like, yeah, okay, this was good. I think uh, <laughs> maybe I'll have to try it again because there is one place in Issaquah. Now you got me thinking maybe tomorrow I'm going to go to Panda right. Express for lunch. The, the key to orange chicken is to get it fresh. And so sometimes you just hang back and see how much is in the tray. And if it looks like it's close, like there's only a little left, just wait for the new batch to come out i'm telling you having a fresh batch of orange chicken is where it's at is it just like 85c where they go like fresh orange chicken no do they not do that <laughs> no they don't say it but everybody everybody watches it everybody knows it <laughs> and like if you have to just take whatever's in the case that's fine like if you gotta be somewhere but if it's close like you might as well let just wait for that that fresh batch because the thing about orange chicken is that it degrades quickly just because of the way that it's made it's frozen obviously like you know let's not pretend like it's you know made fresh um so <laughs> you, you gotta get it fresh but when you get it fresh there's nothing like it let me tell you i mean it's fantastic <laughs> uh. 
man, I'm convinced. Okay, I'm getting orange chicken tomorrow for lunch, you guys. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay, so let's keep moving. Keep what else did moving. you get? Okay, so my family made mac and cheese this week and got me thinking you know, tuna casserole. But the mac and cheese is Kraft mac and cheese, but they call it beefaroni. And so it's delicious, but you know, the way that they cook is so different than the way I cook. And, and I can't really complain since it gives me a night off in the kitchen. So when you all see like Americanized comfort food, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one who's cooking the Asian food. Uh, so they call it beefaroni. Mm. So really interesting. But you know, there's something just about any type of pasta and ground beef and cheese that just makes everything right in the world. I like to put ketchup on mine. <laughs> And eat it with rice because there's not enough carbs in the pasta. So, yeah, I add rice. Okay. So, is there a Hawaiian version of beefaroni? Beefaroni? No. No. Okay. No, we like rice, like yeah. noodles. I mean, yeah, noodles, we like noodles in soup and stuff, but like it's all about rice. So, I was really jealous a few weeks ago when you went to Shan Noodles in U District because I hadn't been there since they reopened. So, I finally went there and it looks really different. I was really struck by how different it looks with their setup now. So, I got the lamb hand ripped noodles and spicy wonton you can order online but if you don't they have this area that you just walk up to and scan your phone and order that way looks totally different to me and i totally get what you're saying about the sauces how the sauces are the tower of sauces did you get the tower of sauces right no i i you know they they said that i couldn't take more than two and actually two would cost me money (laughs) but no i did not get the tower of sauces Really? They didn't tell me I could, I got a couple more extra chili oil sauces. Just, yeah, I got more than two. They didn't tell me that it was extra. Right. Right. Well, they didn't, they didn't know me there. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't go there right now. And since I was just down the street. There's so much I want to rearrange it, like some Lego buildings, skyscrapers right. or something like that. I just right. want to do that. I wonder if they would say anything to you if you were just started like playing with like the, the sauces. Like, because, you oh. know, you're touching them all, right? So it's not safe. Well, yeah, I know. It's not safe. But what would they say? Like, sir, this is a Wendy's? Like, what would they say? <laughs> I don't know what they would say. But since I was just down the street, I had to stop by Yifang for my favorite brown sugar boba and a fruity mango tea just to remind me of my time with you, Nelson, because I also enjoy spending time with you because I haven't seen you in so long. No mango pomelo sago? I thought that was like the drink of the year of 2020. Oh, no. No, yeah. I always get the brown sugar boba and then I get the mango pomelo sago about, I don't know, half the time. I just felt like drinking something that wasn't that thick this time. I, just, I wanted mm-hmm. something that went down easy. <laughs> It happens. It happens. So later in the week, I stopped by Kazuki Ramen for noodles and chicken karaage. 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 (laughs) And I didn't even tell you this. And I was drowning my sorrows because the ATM ate my cash deposit. So basically, the ATM took my money and then it said, we're not accepting any more cash right now. And then spit my card out. No receipt. It counted my money, but it didn't credit me. And, and so like I was completely livid and you know it was a good amount of money. So I just went home and ate ramen instead. <laughs> and yeah, it was a bad day. <laughs> did it time out? I I'm confused. Like, how did this happen? Like you were depositing cash into the ATM and it just yeah. ate your money and didn't it didn't deposit in under your account or it what didn't. happened? It didn't. What happened is it was a rather large stack of money and the machine was full. And so it just like shut everything down. So it wow. wasn't accepting any cash after that. So basically now I'm just waiting for an audit from the bank. Again, it was a good amount of money. 
<laughs> oh man, Monica, what kind of side business are you running that you have so much cash? I'm cash only, just, just all over <laughs> cash only. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not talk about that here. Um, <laughs> uh, Kid Valley is one of my son's favorite places to eat, and we stopped by some for some burgers and onion rings. So, thank you, Nelson, for this perfect, perfect, perfect Christmas gift. We love this place and those onion rings. Oh, Walla Walla onions. I know you can appreciate them you know when i got the gift card for you and cole your son mm -hmm. it was actually a joint gift for you and cole <laughs> i also ordered an order of mushrooms too so <laughs> i love those mushrooms yeah yeah those the mushrooms. gift card was the extra thing i would mm -hmm. i actually just wanted to go to kid valley to just get mushrooms but like, i might as well pick up a gift card too oh totally totally and those garlic fries oh my gosh so much garlic on them i love them all right. So we already talked about the time that we spent together. You know, I don't go to Ballard enough. So I was, I went to Ballard again the next day to visit eating with Tal for a socially distant cookie drop of her delicious Earl Grey chocolate chip cookies. Those were really delicious. And she was wearing the cutest onesie. Like my dream <laughs> is just to live in onesies. But you know, I mean, I'm not quite that bold because you know, it's always raining when I go out. And then after that, I swung by Katsu Burger for some sushi rolls, which were easy to order online and just on the way because they have the food parking right out front. I'm too scared to buy a onesie because if I put one on, I feel like I'm going to be a life-size Care Bear. That's what I would <laughs> like. I don't want to put one on. It just Or uh, Mike Mazowski from uh, Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm too scared to put one on and, and people would think that. That's, that's why I don't want to put a onesie on. Everybody loves a Care Bear, Nelson. I'm just saying. <laughs> Friendship Bear. Champ Bear is always my favorite. He's always a winner. <laughs> we should make up different names for Care Bears. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Okay, that's what okay. we Okay, nice. And we have an interview today as well, Monica. Tell us all about this interview. Today's interview is with Monica Rodriguez, and not just because I love her name. She's a chef owner of Tijuana Tacos. I met Monica on her first day on the street at the 2019 Salt Lake Union Saturday Market, and we've been in touch ever since. Here's our interview with Monica. Welcome to the show today, Monica. Uh, hi, Monica. Thank you. First of all, you have the best name. Can we agree on that? A hundred percent. There aren't that many out there, are they? Right, right. Not really. It's not It's not a real common name. I'm so glad you could join us today because I've been a big fan for a long time. And why don't you start telling us a little bit about Tijuana Tacos and how you got started? I will. Part of us beginning was also meeting you and extremely honored that you invited us to your podcast, which we are big fans of. Oh, thank you so much. No, no, you guys are freaking, sorry, awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend and I moved up to Seattle from California to start this business. We have family here and part of his family also became part of this business. So we decided to start slow with giving it a shot to farmer's market. And we were very lucky that when we presented our food to the coordinators of the markets, they just invited us in. And that was shocking. You know, I still think that giving us an opportunity and trusting us with food was amazing because this is the food from my family. So do you want me to mention any of the markets we started with right away on the first year? Yeah, I think that would be great. But just a little bit of background. It's, you know, what you're talking about is Northwest Marketplace and South Lake Union Saturday Market is where I first met you. Mm -hmm. And you don't know this because we've never talked about it. But before 
market day before you even reached out to me because you reached out to me before the market opened. Um, <laughs> I actually knew you guys were coming because I had gotten a rundown of some of the new vendors because, you know, for listeners, if you don't know, street food is my jam. It's where I got started. I love it. And it's it's a huge part of my life. And so that year at South Lake Union Saturday Market, actually, I think there were about eight new vendors that were starting. And yeah, so it was oh, pretty exciting. Really cool. That's really cool. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys get around and learning about all the new businesses. I'm still learning about all the businesses in Seattle through you guys. <laughs> I have a huge list I cannot fulfill to go and try out. But yeah, so you mentioned the markets we started with, you know, and in those organizations, they have several markets. Fremont Sunday Market, Salt Lake Union, the same organization has Magnus and Nine Markets. Those were so much fun. Mm-hmm. The Lake City Farmers Market, Love the Neighborhood, Magnolia Farmers Market, and among those were a bunch of other events that we were just trying to cover exposure. And mm-hmm. little did we know that with these markets was enough exposure because they've been around for so long. So many people come from everywhere to these markets. And mm-hmm. uh, soon enough, we were starting to get hit by catering. We jump on that gun too <laughs> on mm-hmm. the same same new year same first year of business with the help of easy cater and fuda we were able to get more business outside of the markets so more lunch catering to corporate events and things like that mm-hmm. we love what we do so people might think like wow that's a lot but if we are still then we're bored so we got to keep cooking and <laughs> working that's kind of what i have a great business partner and we both love being in the kitchen and we love serving people more than anything so mm-hmm. it's just been great. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't even believe it feels like it was so long ago. And I think COVID has a way of doing that making things seem like really, really long time ago. But these are your family recipes. When I come and visit Tijuana Tacos, whether it's at a tent or on the truck, it's a family business too. And I love that. What about your ingredients? Well, when we moved up here, obviously we find out all, we research all the markets and all the vendors that have fresh product, mm-hmm. you know, produce most than anything. So our ingredients, we fulfill my family recipes with every ingredient that calls for. Some of the our most popular are, are chorizo, which I think you had multiple times. <laughs> yeah. um, that one has like 18 ingredients and we add on new items just so that we can keep it fresh and support all also local farmers. I think I covered the question. I'm, I don't do this often. I'm, a, I'm in the kitchen or cooking and serving food. So being interviewed, it's not my fuerte. <laughs> You're doing great. I think um, some of the most authentic conversations we have with people are people who are passionate. You're a business owner. You're a chef. This is not just a business to you. Like this is your life. This is your heart and this is your soul. So you are doing great. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, it's, it's a real honor for me to be able to bring back my family's food to the Pacific Northwest. I'm originally from northern Mexico, but my parents are from the heart of Mexico. They're both country people. Mm-hmm. They were both raised outside of civilization, so they grew and raised everything that was put on their tables. Mm-hmm. And I learned that because they were also passionate about food and bringing those recipes and trying super hard to make it street food so that mm-hmm. you can still have a taste of being at home. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. It yeah. does to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's, it's just been a real ride to accommodate certain meals that used to be eaten at a table with the family and put it into a taco mm -hmm. and having people experience our food, the food that I grew up with, the food my parents grew up with. You know, I mean, we don't, we're not just a taco stand. We're not yes. just you're another taco truck. Mm -hmm. We're actually Mexican food that I take a lot of pride. I've questioned my mom more than ever about our food now. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. mom, you're like, is this like grandma's or is that her mother's <laughs> recipe? Like, I know you learned it when you were little. I learned it when I was little. Like, where does it really come from? You know? Yeah. We have traditional dishes that you can find throughout Mexico, but they have a signature because of where they come from. It, mm -hmm. it gets like anything here. If, if you go find American food, you know, whether it's barbecue or a burger, everybody's going to have their own twist. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what we have with our Mexican food. Some people might say like, well, this is not Northern food. Well, it has the inspiration of my parents, which are from Southern, you know, part of Mexico. You just people have to understand that we adapt to where we are and the ingredients that we have in hand and just apply our background recipes to a modern twist sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love presentation. I honestly, the weird part of my business, I love seeing people eat our food. <laughs> it's like, it looks like he's enjoying our food. I love mm -hmm. it. Every time it, it's just, you know, you can't go wrong. I just love seeing people. And that's the part I miss about the markets. Yeah. That people can no longer eat at the markets. It's a real honor to bring our food to Seattle. One of the reasons I wanted you to open up a little bit about your story is because there's this weird thing about authenticity and what people consider authentic. Mm -hmm. And what you were talking about is perfect. The history of the food. You want to know where the recipes came from. Like whose recipe was it and what it, how was it meaningful? You want to tell that story through the food that you're making today. I love that. You've already talked about one of my favorite things was the chorizo burrito. And uh, <laughs> pretty much everybody on Instagram knows that I stocked my freezer <laughs> with them as well as the breakfast tacos but what are some of your other most popular dishes that people need to know about as you know very well that everything we make we make from scratch the chorizo which you know i mentioned it has 18 ingredients mm -hmm. another very involved it's our beef birria mm -hmm. birria in mexico it's uh, braised beef and it's braced at least overnight in the hole, in a pit. With my parents, obviously, growing up, we my mom just always cooked it overnight. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do at our kitchen. We cook it overnight. Birria, originally, people will say, well, the authentic birria, it's goat. Yeah, but like anything. If your parents yeah. didn't like goat and they chose beef, I grew up with beef. So I make right. it with beef. <laughs> and, on, not a lot of people in Seattle are like big goat fans. I eat right. goat. But, yeah. you know, that's because I'm from the country. <laughs> well, you know, surprisingly enough, we're finding out that there's actually a huge community, thanks to some friends, and you actually know these guys, mm -hmm. Afghan Delicious. They used to yeah. be a food mar uh, a market vendor. Mm -hmm. We became friends the first day we popped our tent at South Lake Union. He even helped us. He's like, oh, you guys, first comers, let me help you. He He's just so great. Mm -hmm. He noticed we were buying halal chicken. And mm -hmm. when we started, we wanted to have all these high ingredients. And he questioned, like, why halal? And like, well, we we think it's a better product and mm -hmm. then he explained to us in his whole muslim community and and the respect from restaurants that cater halal food mm -hmm. that you put to this religion and group of people so since the very beginning we kept up with having halal proteins so our beef birria is halal any chicken and meat every time that you come to our whether it's our food truck or our takeout business or our tent and you order any meat or chicken product it's always going to be halal with mm -hmm. that's that's our thing you know out of respect to our friends that taught us like you should keep it up people will mm -hmm. come it doesn't take us 
too far out, it's always going to be halal. So. I think that was one of the lesser known facts is that uh, you use halal meat. And so that 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 is something good for people to know. Yeah. And that's also thanks to the encouragement of Afghan Delicious. They were just great people and we miss them a lot. <laughs> Okay, so let's fast forward. I remember your first day at the market. I remember meeting you guys. You were so excited. (laughs) And that was like a really huge day. And as you know, like my first day at the market every season is basically all these vendors like calling my name if they haven't messaged me separately and having to bounce back and forth and run all over the place to go do this stuff. That was the first time we met and we've been friends ever since. And things have gone up and down. So then now there's no markets, right? Mm -hmm. And before you had the truck, like, what were you doing? Well, we're actually very, extremely blessed, very lucky to have chosen the kitchen that we did. Our commissary Mm -hmm. kitchen is in West Seattle. We have a landlord that cares. He used to be a baker himself. He understands the business of food. Mm -hmm. He's just an understanding, loving person. So he will do anything to help his tenants. And his tenants include other people that will also work in different farmer's market, cookies, donuts, other businesses. But this Mm -hmm. guy decided prior to pandemic... To open up a takeout window to increase sales because it was winter and you mm-hmm. know winter hits hard our first winter was really hard but he comes up to us and he says you guys ever heard of ghost restaurants and i'm like yeah but not don't know a lot he moves forward to just send me the new york times articles on ghost restaurants i learn mm-hmm. a lot so we jump on that gun which means just bring the same menu we have to our kitchen and work out of the kitchen as a takeout restaurant and mm-hmm. that's how we survived it took a lot of effort to stay alive on instagram social media Media, to tell, let people know that we were still alive, you know, even though the, all the markets yeah. had been shut down, we were still very much alive uh, on our takeout window. Sales were very slow. It was very hard. I was broken heart and shed a lot of tears, <laughs> worked really hard. But people in West Seattle, and on top of this, our bridge closed down. So yeah. the access to for people to come to us had just been slim to nothing. So mm-hmm. we were relying on the West Seattle residents. I'm forever grateful that they were we, we were able to stay open because of the Seattle residents and a few people mm-hmm. that actually made the road, including Nelson, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to come see us over there. Yeah, the sales weren't great, but we were not at this point. We were not looking to make a living or getting rich at all. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to keep the doors open because we knew the pandemic was not going to last forever well Mm -hmm. (laughs) joke right (laughs) yeah yeah. jokes on us but but no it's all about survival and so you survived now you have the truck and how can people find you uh, on the truck and, and where you'll be Okay, so our food truck, which we buckled up during the pandemic and went and bought it, she runs great, okay? Mm-hmm. We named her Katrina after the our logo. Mm-hmm. The Katrina, you can find her on every Monday I post where the week locations are going to be. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Tijuana Tacos. Facebook is t.juanatacos. Or if you're having a hard time remembering that, just Google us. We'll pop up, click our yep. website. Our website has all our social media. That's perfect, Monica. Now we're we're just about out of time. I'm gonna give you a chance to just shout out three of your favorite places in Seattle, grab something to eat. Okay, well, because as you all know, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And this kitchen has many different businesses. But my favorite, I have to say, is Kapow Thai on Wheels. It's Thai Mm. food. Amazing. Start with coconut shrimp. This guy makes his drunken noodles. I honestly don't know what's in it, but I love them. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan is not a tofu guy. 
And mm -hmm. this, for 10 years, I've been trying to feed him tofu. I love tofu. <laughs> it's a big no. It's like, don't okay. trick me. Don't like it. Well, Kay at Kapow, turn him into a tofu guy. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Yeah. And in the same commissary, you will find also West of Chicago pizza. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you like cheese, this is your pizza. I don't know how much he waits. I don't know how much cheese he puts in him. Get the classic. It's amazing. Mm -hmm or pizza of the month this guy creates a different pizza every month like everybody else there this guy's a real chef he puts all his fresh ingredients makes his own sausage makes his own sauce everything is just so delicious awesome and last to get out of the kitchen if we have a date which is not a lot of times because we just don't have the time or the money sometimes mm -hmm. i love oysters i love fresh seafood so elliot's will be my fave oh yeah and i learned that from your visits <laughs> <laughs> And oh. when I think of Elliot's, I think the variety of oysters, their mussels in lime cilantro sauce, amazing. And yes. uh, great cocktails, too. <laughs> oh, gotta have those cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Monica. No, thank you for inviting me and inviting us, you know, the family and the team. And we're just extremely honored that my podcast fan invited me to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very much. We truly love you. And that's our interview with Monica. You can find Tijuana Tacos on their food truck around the region and currently on Sundays at their Del Ridge Way window in West Seattle. Their chorizo burrito is a staple in my house and I am always hunting it down. Yes, I love their breakfast burritos too. I loved it when they were in Issaquah, Monica, because it was so much easier for me to just put on some pajamas and just go out to their taco <laughs> truck and get some breakfast burritos. I have to specially ask them to bring some chorizo because their Monica's homemade chorizo is amazing. Yes. It's delicious. It is the best breakfast burrito in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I'd have to agree. Does it have to have potatoes to be breakfast burritos? I feel like the potatoes are like fillers in no. any breakfast burrito. No, but there's are tater tots. That's what makes it so good. They are tater tots. Yeah, they are. But I'm just saying people like to call it a breakfast burrito and you're just filling it up with potatoes when, when you order from other places. You know, I don't know. I kind of define a breakfast burrito as having a protein, cheese, eggs, and potatoes. That's kind of what it means to me. What does it mean to you? I think it's just eggs, cheese, and meat, mm. and usually chorizo, which is the breakfast breakfast meat of choice for me. Uh -huh. No, I always uh, put potatoes in it. I, like I made a breakfast burrito last week and yeah, I, I diced up some potatoes and I cooked those up first because they take the longest to cook. So yeah, yeah I, I like potatoes. It's not Mexican, but I'm okay with spinach in it. Hmm. Like I, I would substitute the spinach over the potatoes. Yeah, I'm not eating spinach. Yeah, I know you <laughs> Tomatoes, maybe tomatoes would be in there too. That's if you do like some sweet. salsa or pico de gallo or something. <laughs> Hey, tomatoes is not a is not a vegetable, Monica. It's, it's a fruit. Tomato yes. seeds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nelson, you should be proud of me. I bought kale last week. I didn't eat any of it, but I bought it. <laughs> I'm getting closer to my New Year's new me. <laughs> is kale just part of your centerpiece and your table or something like that? You yeah, buy it, but kinda... you don't eat it? kind of hang it like um like herbs used to dry so i hang it upside down in the kitchen <laughs> such yeah. a weird one this person this monica is <laughs> well, you know 
some people keep lavender. I keep kale hanging around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we all know kale is like, so fragrant. Yeah. <laughs> so fragrant. <laughs> so earthy. <laughs> all right. Let's end the show on there. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.